any film, look at the credits at the end of the film, and you'll maybe see five women for every, you know, 50 stunt guys. But I think we could change it. And, you know, I'd like to um, get on a film that's a female-driven cast and, you know, have all the stunts be women because the cast is all women, so we got to double all these amazing actresses. You're listening to Inside Acting, a podcast dedicated to demystifying the inner and outer game of success in the entertainment industry. I'm your co-host, A.J. Meyer. And I'm Trevor Algott, and coming up in episode 192, the second and final part of A.J. and Jasmine's chat with stuntwoman Tammy Baird, in which they find out all the similarities and differences between stunt work and quote-unquote standard acting, what the casting process can be like, and of course... Tammy's responses to the final two classic IAP questions. It's all coming up in episode 192, so stick around. This episode of Inside Acting is brought to you in part by VO2GoGo.com, the award-winning voiceover training system and winner of Backstage's Reader's Choice Award for Best VO Training four years in a row. Visit VO2GoGo.com slash start for a free getting started in voiceover online class that will help you add voiceover to your acting portfolio. That's VO, the number two, GoGo.com slash start. Hey, Trev. So uh, for our listeners who uh, maybe didn't hear you <laughs> the way that I heard you, Trevor actually sounds a lot better now. He was very sick and very stuffy, and uh, you'll probably be able to tell. But um, if you're worried about him, he's doing better. Like, it sounds much better. So <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm still pretty stuffed up, still gnarly cough, but, you know, I can use it and the next time I audition for, or have a meeting for a role where I'm playing a, a sick person. Yeah. There's a silver lining. There you go. I know we have uh, sort of a limited time frame to record here, so let's jump right to it. Um, You've got uh, a lot of stuff going on. Callback, you've got a mystery meeting and a reading, and all of these things are happening tomorrow. Yeah. Well, by the time this episode goes live, they will have already happened. But um, yeah, tomorrow is like one of the most insane days ever. I'm, I'm in a reading in the afternoon, evening that I'm rehearsing for in the morning. And in between rehearsal and the actual reading itself, I have two meetings, um, one of which is a callback, which is awesome. And the other one, um, which is the one I mentioned before that I, I'm a little bit uh, sort of weary of the no, leery. What's the word? Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I should talk about it, basically. So okay. anyway, and it's all happening like in, in one. So anyway, tomorrow's going to be insane. And I'm just glad I don't have to deal with traffic. I will say that. How, <laughs> how, however, uh, it is always a you know a roll of the dice, a gamble to get from one place to another. In New York, uh, 
being dependent on on mass transit and i also am going to be care you know because i don't have a trunk i'm going to be carrying around multiple outfits multiple uh changes mm-hmm. so it's going to be it's going to be crazy damn dude well that's a good problem to have that's the actor life right there what's going on with you you uh we talked that's right we talked about this before we started recording a bit yeah, so I fi- I mean, I declared this a long time ago, and I finally um, buckled down and did it. I completed the speed cuts of my dramatic and comedic reels. Uh, so they clock in at just over a minute each. And I actually wanted to kind of chat about this on the show, because I think it could be a valuable conversation, um, not just for me, but for other people who might be sort of, I don't know, I guess, fielding the same sort of thing in, in their reels or in their career. But this is essentially a big image conversation. So on my comedy reel, and by the time this goes live, people will be able to, you know, click on the link and it'll be hopefully, you know, live on Actors Access and public on Facebook and things like that. But there's a clip in my comedy reel in which, here we go, in which I take off my shirt and I talk about my dick arrows. (laughs) All right. It's a funny clip. My buddy Dan and I shot this really great little webisode thing for his web series. And it was, it's kind of preceded by a clip where this girl says, oh, you're the most ripped guy I've ever been with. But the thing is, in the clip, I'm, I'm not, I mean, I'm in, I'm in shape, but I'm not like in the shape that I'm in now. And I don't even think I'm anywhere close to where I am now. And when I shot that, that was kind of, I was kind of uncharacteristically out of shape compared to where I usually am. So the whole kind of point of this being that I don't think that's an accurate representation of me. This might just be an image conversation, but I I wonder if that could affect casting in any way. I foresee a sort of situation where maybe I'm brought in based on a physical thing because my my agent is often pitching me as like the athletic guy, so I go in for a lot of athletic stuff. Um, and if they say they see that clip and they say, oh, he's not, you know, in the kind of shape we're looking for, or they bring me in and they see that I'm a lot sort of different than I am in that clip. It could, it could potentially work against me essentially is what I'm saying. And the clip is not an essential clip. It's a 10 second little thing and it doesn't need to be in there. So my question to you, AJ, uh, we talked about this beforehand, but was, should I keep it? Is it that big a deal? Or am I, am I just in my head about this? And you said, (laughs) go. (laughs) And then you said, and then she's, no, I mean, there's a lot that, you know, it's, it's sort of like this cost benefit analysis thing. And, and I, I feel like the, it's really funny because, you know, you're kind of always in shape and the, 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 the clip that we're referring to is sort of a baseline for you. And there, and there's, and you, you, you look good in it and you are in shape in it. So it's not like you're going, it's, it's not like you, you know, you're going to go quote unquote backwards. Like the the only thing that any casting director is going to see in the room is going to be, uh, uh, an improvement or, uh, uh, building upon that baseline. And so, you know, my, my point was just that, you know, it's like you're either in shape or you're not, I, I don't think anybody who, who sees that is going to see it and then see you walk in the room with your, you know, current body beast, you know, Terminator thing happening <laughs> and go and go, Oh, he's two inch. He's like, he's too big now. Um, and if they did, then it's just a matter of, you know, coming from an empowering place. And this is kind of what I said earlier, that the part of me that wants to empower actors and empower you and my friends is if they want to work with you, 
they're going to work with you. And if that means they have to be like, hey, can you like not be quite so big by the time we start shooting it on, on, on X date? You know, and then you might even have to come back and be like, well, actually, I, I look this way because I am shooting a, another project where I need to look this way, and that doesn't shoot until this date. And this happens all the time. This happens at the highest levels. You know, if a, if a A-list actor is getting prepared for a role and they need to lose a ton of weight or gain a ton of, of muscle mass or whatever it, it, it looks like, their representation, their management, they themselves, the, 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 the producers and directors that want to work with them, et cetera, everybody sort of like is on their team and is just like, well, okay, we can't shoot this other project. And if they want to work with you, they're going to they're, they're gonna wait. Now, we're not necessarily at that level per se, but I think it's important to sort of have that mindset at least. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, it totally, totally does. That's a good way to look at it. Cool. All right. Well, thank you for that. And uh, thank you for uh, vulnerably sharing with us. There are probably people listening to this being like, "Are you fucking kidding me right now?" Like, <laughs> Trevor, that's your problem. But I, I'm willing to. Who bet do you that, think you are? I'm, I'm willing to bet that there are a lot of people, and probably a lot of women that um, that have kind of similar situations coming on, where they think, you know, like uh, the body, you know, image is such a thing in this industry, and how like what you look like. It's so important that we look like our photos and we look like. You know what they sort of ordered from the menu when we walk into the room. I know that sounds weird, but I think that's a big part of the industry. So I wanted to kind of air this and, and see, um, you know, obviously get your feedback. And I'm going to run it by my agent and see what he thinks. And so to be continued. But that's I hadn't thought about it from that standpoint. So thanks for that. So we have uh, a great, two great questions to choose from in this episode. Uh, but before we jump into that, we want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Rehearsal 2, which is the app for actors. If you want to learn your lines, be off book for auditions, explore your character and make stronger choices, there's an app for that. It's Rehearsal 2, soon to be Rehearsal 3, and you can download Rehearsal 2 now at rehearsaltheapp.com download. That's rehearsaltheapp.com slash download. So of these, uh, of these questions, we have two. We've got a great one from Trent and another really good one from, I don't want to say her name because her question is a little sensitive. So I'm just going to, we'll just call her Kay. Between Trent's question and Kay's question, uh, which one do you think we should take on tackle this this episode uh well let's let's do it in order we can we can get to k's um okay uh soon maybe next week um and you already spent you know um some great time responding actually to both um but we've got his sort of queued up so okay great so trent writes in uh he says hey guys i love the show but his question is about writing uh and directing films himself he wants to know what he needs to have ready because he's having trouble getting started. Specifically, what paperwork should we be filling out? Uh, he says he loves to act and he loves to write more than anything, so he'd like to start making his own content. He's young, he just turned 21, and he wants to embrace his creative side, but he's not really sure how to start with all this stuff. And he, he ends his question by saying, should I start my own production company? 
Mm. And I, uh, I, I wrote back and this kind of hit a, a little bit of a soft spot for me because I, I feel like Trent a lot of the time wanting to embrace my quote unquote creative side, which tends to have many, many, many sort of arms and tentacles and things. And it's very easy to sort of number one, get spread really thin. And number two, get so caught up in all the things that have to happen, things like paperwork and production companies that, that you just never start, or at least that's stopped me a lot in the past. So I really, I can relate to his feeling. I think the sort of subtext of this, of this email. So I, I kind of responded to him off the cuff and I'll just kind of summarize my, my email response. But I said, just start because all you really need is a script, a camera, even just your iPhone or your Android phone cell phone camera, a few friends, and uh, and maybe a good mic or two. Like a, you can get a little shotgun mic to plug into your phone, or you can get a you know cheap uh, you know lapel mic somewhere, and then sync up the audio later in, in iMovie or something. Um, <clears throat> I told them that I, I really speak from experience with this. It's so easy to get caught up in the other stuff, paperwork, production company, blah blah blah. But really, it's all just distractions. Once you start churning out content and getting better and better and better at what you do, the next steps, paperwork, union stuff, production company, those steps will become much more obvious. And I linked him to Mark DePlace's speech uh, at yes. South by Southwest, which yes. is about an hour long, but it's a great thing to check out. And his basic message is just like what we've been talking about on the show for a long time, which is like, get out there and fail forward. Just start making stuff like the only Ira glass says it, that great Ira glass, uh, you know, snippet that's been floating around the internet for years. You know, that like your, your taste being what gets you into the game, but the only way to sort of bridge the gap between where you are and where you, you know, you could and should be is to just go through a volume of work, just like churn out tons and tons of stuff, make those mistakes, screw up, fail forward. So I just continued by saying, you know, whatever you make, Trent, doesn't need to become complicated or even any good at first. Obviously, you don't want to make turds, but you don't need to make Gone with the Wind every time either. And I gave him homework. And I said, uh, your assignment today is write something that you can shoot with some friends in your apartment, outside in a field, wherever. Keep it clean. Uh, and then call a few like-minded friends and have them make it with you this weekend. Like, start right now. Uh, shoot it on your phone if you have to. Edit it on your phone if you have to. My brother actually right now is editing this little like morning routine video he's making on his phone. It looks f- fucking phenomenal. Um, and if you don't have access to, you know, Final Cut or anything, like whatever, don't worry about it. Find like some free thing online that you can use. Uh, and then once you're done, send it out and then start in your next one. Hmm. So uh, I, I'm excited that we got to chat about this because a lot of people talk about making stuff and and not a lot of people actually do it because I think we all stop ourselves with the sort of minutia of paperwork and union stuff and production company stuff. And really it's all about like, just start, man, just start. Who cares what it, what it even is just just get in the habit of, of making, of creating. Uh, I, w- I would just like to add uh, one thing, which is that I actually did start a production company at one point, um, or we, we, you yeah. and, 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 and I and, and, uh, and Nelson, our former uh, producer. And the thing is, is like, you, first of all, you don't necessarily want to do that for, for a number of different reasons right off the bat. The, the, the first and first and foremost is you're, you're financially viable 
or, or, or not viable, financially responsible, rather, to something, even if it's just the entity that is your production company. And if you're if you're not very experienced yet, then then you know it's just like um, it's just like what Alexander Boylan said. Like, there's no reason to be financially responsible to something until you're you know uh, completely ready it doesn't make any sense yeah to do that yeah um and it actually will will likely uh, hinder you more than it will help you mm-hmm. um so that's huge and i feel like I, I i don't think we have talked enough about that uh mark duplass video on on the podcast um it has been just uh i mean i've watched it twice now and um i think I think it should be sort of quote unquote required reading <laughs> Yeah, I for agree. everybody who listens to the podcast. I agree. Well, we'll definitely throw a link to that uh, video in the show notes. I think we've done that in the past, but definitely throw a link. And, you know, maybe we'll even start a thread in the uh, membership where people can share like takeaways and, and brainstorm about some of the uh, things he talks about. That's a great idea. But, but really, really it's like, the, the trap is to overcomplicate this stuff because it's so simple. So, yeah. 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 Just begin. Just begin. So Trent, thank you so much for your question. Uh, thank you for the opportunity for me to coach myself <laughs> in responding to your question. Uh, please keep us posted on, uh, on what you make. So um, I think uh, we have just enough time to jump into Tammy's interview and then wrap up. Right on. Cool. So, uh, yeah, guys, enjoy uh, part two here with uh, Tammy Baird. We we did end up getting the response I was hoping for, which is to say that some people posted on our Facebook group or something saying, like, thank you so much for finally bringing on a a stunt person. And you're welcome so much. (laughs) It was a lot of fun, and we're happy to um, oblige our listener requests for interviews. So um, enjoy. women in LA as an example do you feel like it's a pretty small pool of people and therefore it is, it is a lot of you know well they just know me and, and everyone knows everyone kind of is is it is it a small community in that way it's big and small you know it's it's grown so much in the past 10 years that I've been in the industry but um it, we're a pretty tight-knit group, you know. Um, pretty much everybody knows who everybody is, and they know their abilities, but there's constantly new people coming into the industry every single day, and people want to move to Los Angeles. It's not just L.A. either. It's, you know, Atlanta's huge right now. Yeah, yeah. People that I've never even heard of hmm. are booking, you know, awesome stunt roles um, on major films mm. that, you know, took me a while or most stunt people it would take them at least five years before they would even be able to get in front of that coordinator and they're booking work left and right so um the industry is definitely changing it's definitely changing but for the most part you know it is a pretty 
close knit family. Like everyone knows of everybody and, you know, your reputation when you do something amazing and awesome, you know, word travels fast, you mm-hmm. know, within our industry. Mm-hmm. I, I do want to ask you about the out of town stuff, uh, but we'll have to come back to it because I've got another question that just like keeps making me sort of giggle inside <laughs> when I think about it. But we talked a moment ago about uh, you were joking about you know, actors being like, oh, the stunt person took my role because they were, they had like that skill set and, 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 you know, darn it, I could have had that, you know, whatever that, that speaking role was. Do you or, or, or people in, in the stunt, you know, world sort of have the opposite feeling toward people like, I don't know, I saw the new Mission Impossible trailer today and like, you know, Tom Cruise has been known for doing most, if not all, of his own stunts in those crazy movies, or those crazy stunts in those crazy movies. Do do the people in the stunt world have like the opposite, the opposite, the opposite feeling, where they're like, "Oh, that A-list star took my he job, took his, he's doing his own stunts, <laughs> darn him." <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, you know, because you brought up Tom Cruise, you know, he's amazing and he does so much of his own stunts. However, he does have a stunt person there who, you know, they talk about it and a stunt person maybe, set, you know, helps set up the stunt and then Tom comes in and, and does it. Tests so you still need <laughs> your safety person there, you right. know? Yeah. So yeah. So I. Interesting. I you know, so I don't, I don't think, um, you know, and I, I hate the fact that I do not know who um, Tom Cruise's stunt person is off the top of my head, but I don't think that person would have a problem. It, I, you know, it's, it's just, as long as your actor looks good, that's really all that matters. You know, I don't need to take credit for everything or anything that my, you know, an actress that I'm doubling does. I love it when people are like, oh, my God, that's so great. Or I read it, like, online, like, there's no way she could get up and walk away from that. And I'm like... <laughs> I did get up and walk away from that, yeah. you know, but yes, I want my actor to look good. When I'm a stunt person, you know, stunt double especially, I'm in the background and the actor get give it to the actor. They get that. Like, they're the badasses that look good, you know, like, you know, we're just in the back, so, yeah. That, that's so true. That's yeah. so true what you said about, uh, well, I mean, long and short of it is there's still a job there. Even mm-hmm. if even if Tom Cruise is the one on screen, there's still a job to a be had there, job, yeah. a stunt job to be had there. Yeah. So um, I really like the way that, that you put that. Yeah, I, and sometimes, you know, I'll come in and the actor, you know, actress uh, wants to do it. And I'm like, great, just let me do the wide. You know, and I tell mm-hmm. them, let me just do the wide angle because I still want to get my residuals. So like, they, <laughs> if they want to do it. I am there, I'll set up the fight and do the blocking, and then they come in and they do the movie magic. I have no problem with that. Just make, I just want to be there. It's a job, you know, and let me do the wide, and, and we all have fun. It's a win-win. Hmm. When I was working on NCIS LA, Daniela Rua, she's amazing. She's a tough cookie, hmm. so she could do a lot of her stuff. So, you know, I have no problem stepping aside and letting the actor do it, you know? Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned, you said you don't know who... Tom Cruise's stunt double is, but that, mm-hmm. that made me uh, wonder, is it typical that a stunt person attaches them to a particular actor? So, you know, as an example, would Tom Cruise's stunt person in Mission Impossible typically be his stunt person for all of his movie and movies? And is that is that um, something that stunt people would look to do? Yeah, or like what what you've done, I guess, Tammy, because you have you have a couple of examples of you're always playing the same. Yeah, actor doing multiple and... doing multiple seasons uh, with with a particular as a particular actress's double. Mm. Yeah, well, I think that um, you know 
if a stunt person and an actor get along great, why not keep that magic going? Why not use the same person over and over again, mm-hmm. you know? Um, you have to work with this person. Uh, you know, if a film's shooting for three months, you're going to see your stunt person every day. You know, it has to be someone you get along with. So, yeah, I could definitely see where, you know, an actor would want to use the same stunt person because they look so much like their body type looks so much like theirs that it's 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 a perfect fit. Why not? Right. You know, um, but that being said now, with a lot of productions leaving Los Angeles, um, if I double, um, you know, let's say uh, Katie, um, and then she goes and does a film in another state, they might not want to fly me out. They might want to use a local in that state. So then, you know, where I, you know, probably would have had that job had it stayed in California. I will lose it if it leaves the state. And that's a bummer. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. That, well, that's a it's kind of a good that's a good segue because it brings us back to like I said, I do want to ask you about the out of, out of town stuff. It's something that we've talked about off and on on the on the podcast. First of all, because uh, L.A. or because California lets certain tax incentives lapse with, without renewing them, we're seeing so many productions leave. 2014 was the, I've said this multiple times on the show, 2014 was the first year that New York surpassed Los Angeles in TV pilot production. Um, mm-hmm. Like you mentioned, uh, Atlanta. Um, regional markets are booming. Yeah, Louisiana is yeah. a huge, uh, or New Orleans is a huge, uh, you know, up and coming minor market. There's all of these, you know, th- things happening and therefore the jobs are, are leaving LA. Are you finding it challenging based on the example you just gave to find work out of town or is it is it actually ending up opening you up for more possibilities but sort of forcing you to travel more as a result well it's kind of a little of both you know um uh one of my best friends she lives in atlanta and i was out there visiting her last year the beginning of the year uh 2014 and so i got to see a lot of it firsthand um, and so there are so many jobs, but I don't want to live there. I want to live in California. So what benefits me is that a lot of people are moving away because they have to, because they have children, they have mortgages, they have their, whatever their finances are, that they have to leave. So it opens up more work for me here in um, California, um, you know, mostly all television work because all the big features, they're all pretty much in um, Louisiana and Atlanta right now. Wow. Wow. That's interesting. So, yeah. so there, you're finding that there's a, a distinct delineation between film and television in terms of whether or not it stays in town. Oh, yeah. There is not one big feature that's being filmed in Los Angeles right now. Not wow. one. It's, it's all television here right now. Interesting. Okay. That I, that, okay. <laughs> yeah, you just, uh, you just dropped a serious, uh, what we call on the podcast, a knowledge bomb, because um, that is something that we are going to be, I think, talking about for a while uh, on the podcast moving forward, I always learn something really mind blowing from each and every one of our guests, and like that, that's huge because you know it affects so much, so many other aspects of the industry and of the things that we talk about on the show. I think that little soundbite right there is going to be something that affects uh, our industry, the, our show meaning the podcast and, moving and, forward and, and for a big while. decisions for our listeners because so many of them you know are based a- around the country in regional markets and and are sitting in the big question of whether or not to move to LA and you know if if 
or New York or, or, or yeah, any major to market. To a major market. Yeah. And if, if those opportunities tend to be happening more and more in in those markets, you know, it might mean oh. the difference for them to, to make a, a big move or not. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of my, um, you even my acting friends have already moved to um, Louisiana as well as to Atlanta wow. because they feel that if they have representation there, they get hired as a local instead of using an LA actor and having to fly mm-hmm. them out. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's 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 huge. It's it's a, wow. it's it's a, you know, if you want to live in Atlanta and everything, and that's that's fine. But uh, like I said, I'm I'm born and raised in California, and I love to visit everywhere. But I always want to come back uh-huh. home. <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah. It's really, really interesting. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just uh, I'm having a moment. I'm still, yeah, I'm still processing. <laughs> My noodle is baking right now. Um, yeah. Something that I wanted to ask, being being a woman, I'm I'm interested to know. Uh, yeah, I mean, you've already spoken about how you often play tough roles. Um, you know, it's easy. I, I, I guess in my mind, it's easy for a stunt person to fit into a tougher role, like a cop role. Um, but my my other sort of cons- idea of of the stunt world is that it probably has the tendency to be a bit of a boys club, um, and I that that's something I would love to ask you about. Um, is has that been your um, perception of, yeah. of what it's like, and and how, what is it like being a woman in that in that very specific industry? Um, yeah, it's pretty much, it's, it's a, well, you know, I can look at my call sheet and pretty much for, or not even my call sheet, any film, look at the credits at the end of the film and you'll maybe see five women for every, um, you know, 50 stunt guys that are on that set. So, so yeah, definitely they use more, definitely more men. Um, but I had, I have so many female stunt friends that are working on it. They're, they're trying to coordinate, you know, um, we're learning every part of the business now so that we can, you know, do more acting roles, uh, excuse me, more coordinating roles and, you know, ultimately go into producing and, and be more hands on because, you know, there's no reason why we we shouldn't. There's no reason why there shouldn't be more females doing more stunts on the films. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, you know, because I'm not in the meetings for castings, I don't know. Um, but I, oh, I'll say this: I said I do the cop roles. So often, um, a coordinator will call me and say, "Hey, Tammy, are you available? You know, it's a tough cop." Blah blah blah. And then they'll call me back and go, "Yeah, they went with a guy." And I'm like, "Why? I would, I could have done that." And it's frustrating, you know. And then I'll watch it and be like. Whatever you know, it's 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 whatever the director wants. Whatever the director wants. Sure. So so you know it is frustrating. It it definitely is. But I think we could change it. And you know I'd like to um, get on a film that's a female-driven cast, and you know have all the stunts be women because the cast is all women. So we got to double all these amazing actresses. Yeah. yeah, but but yeah, definitely, definitely, it's it's dominated by the men. Um, and you know, you asked how I like working with them. I love working with the men. Are so freaking awesome and hilarious and funny. <laughs> so uh, you know, sometimes I'm the only female that's working that day on set with like five or ten guys. And I gotta say, they just crack me up. <laughs> they just crack me. Men up. are funny. <laughs> funny. Oh my god, they're things, hilarious. They? You know, so uh, so I. But you know, I do wish there was more women on because it'd be more fun. And you know, being a female stunt woman, uh, you know, if I'm like 
having bad cramps and I'm on my period that day, it's like easier if there's another girl on set and be like, oh my God, I'm having bad cramps other than to go to a guy like, hey, my cramps. Yeah. <laughs> can you hide my tampon in your wardrobe? You know, so it's, it would be kind of nice to have a girl there every once in a while. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, that is hilarious. I am suddenly aware of how outnumbered I am right here. <laughs> yes. Um, yay. Um, so I, I also think it's fascinating. I don't know if I have a question wrapped up in this uh, unless you want to comment on it, Tammy. But I find it fascinating the um, the sort of mirroring and parallels that I'm, that I'm noticing in the stunt world and the acting world. Um, it's, it's really fascinating that the thing that made both Jasmine and I kind of our ears perk up as you talked about the idea of becoming your own stunt coordinator, becoming your own producer Producer. and producing things. And that's exactly where, and we talk about this on the podcast a lot. That's exactly where we see the industry going as well. You know, um, where actors are, are sort of becoming their own creators, their own creators of content, um, writing, producing, directing, etc., and putting stuff out there. And I, I, so I just think it's fascinating that even in the stunt world, we are seeing the same thing, uh, based on what you just said, seeing the same thing of, of like, you're saying, you know what, if they're going to keep casting, you know, men as these tough cop roles, screw it. I'm just going to create my own production company. I'm going to be my own stunt coordinator. I'm going to hire all women and we're going to do some crazy Tarantino style, you know, film with mostly women. You know what I mean? Um, oh my God. That's like a dream. Yes. Let's do that. Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm not, yes. where, where do I sign? Uh, actually, uh, yeah. and, we have, and we have women doing that. Like Zoe Bell, you know, she started off in stunt and this woman is amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, she's an amazing stunt woman. She's acting, producing now, you know, she's already setting the bar for, you know, what we should be doing, what women should be doing in our industry. She's amazing. That's, yeah. I, I, I have, I have <laughs> her up on my screen as an example because, you know, she, in, in Death Proof, she got to, I mean, she was playing herself, but it, I mean, it's still acting. She's still showing up on set, playing, you know, to a certain set of circumstances. So she still is acting. Um, but the stunts that she did in that were freaking awesome <laughs> as well. She's so amazing. And let me tell you, she is so sweet and kind and she has no ego. She's mm. humble. Like she is just an all around really good person. And I always want her to do more because she is so likable and awesome. And it, and it's great to have, you know, any, any woman doing it well and being seen and, um, you know, getting acknowledged for it mm-hmm. and, and yes, paving the way. Um, I, I, other than Quentin Tarantino, <laughs> who, <laughs> who else do you think is doing it well right now in terms of creating these kinds of opportunities for stunt women in particular? Um, well, I just worked on a film uh, last year, 2014, um, called Hot Pursuit, and I was doubling Sofia Vagaria. It's a um, Reese Witherspoon and Sofia Vagaria. And I got to say, I really love Reese. Oh, I love Sofia, don't get me wrong, but like Reese's production company, Mm -hmm. her crew, they're amazing. And they are predominantly all female, you know. And um, we had a female director. We had Ann Fletcher, and she was absolutely amazing. You know, some of the writers were female, and they were on set, you know, and really hands-on, and it was just really awesome, you know, to be in that environment and watching, you know, these strong women doing it. Mm -hmm. 
you know. So I, um, you know, I give Reese Witherspoon a big props as well as Drew Barrymore. You know, she started Flower Productions yeah. years ago, and yeah. she's doing amazing with it. So, you know, I, um, those two would be my, you know, big supporters that I absolutely love. Brilliant. Love that. <laughs> yeah. I- we, yeah. we we have a kind of anti-climatic, I feel like it's anti-climatic <laughs> question to end That's with. That's <laughs> true. That's true. Oh, no. I know. Well, we have our other questions. Yeah. So. Um, okay. But I, I was curious about uh, what, if any, unions, because you mentioned residuals. It made me think of it. Um, do you have a separate union? Is there a, a, an arm of SAG, the Screen Actors Guild, that, that, it's, that represents have- you? Yeah, the Screen Actors Guild and Astra merged, so now it's SAG Astra. Yeah. So that's our guild. Okay. So that's our guild. Um, so that's what I work under. Okay. Um, I don't consider it a union per se; it's a guild. Sure. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's do do they do they have much uh, specific um, I don't know. resources for yeah resources for you or? Um, you know, do, do you get different health coverage because of your, because <laughs> yeah, of the nature yeah, exactly. of your work or anything like that? That's good, yeah. We have excellent health care. I will say that we have excellent health care. I'm very grateful for that. Mm. Um, no, I like our union. You know, there's, you know, like there's always the flaw here and there, sure. things I'd like to see changed, you know, which um, we have some great um, stunt people who are, you know, really working hard to make changes mm. in um, Screen Actors Guild. Um, because we are really um, not fully acknowledged, you know, mm-hmm. just like we're, we're, we're the only, I think, group that makes a film or television show, um, let's just say film, and we are not, we don't get an Oscar. We, we don't mm-hmm. even get acknowledged in the Oscars. You know, our stunt coordinators now get acknowledged in the Emmys, but that okay. took forever. Right. So, you know, so I think there's a lot that, you know, our, my guilds could be doing to help us more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know from what I've been told, you know, from the people who are on the board that, you know, they are trying, you yeah. know, so everything takes time. So I don't want to bad mouth them. I just wish they could try a little harder. <laughs> um, but, but you know what I mean? I know sure. that, that, you know, the efforts are there and everyone's working on it. Um, you know, I, that, that I do know. Um, and again, I do love my medical. So yeah, <laughs> I just want to, I just want to stress that a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because it is great. But yeah, I really would like to see, um, you know, stunts be acknowledged in the Oscars. There you go. Every, everything in Hollywood seems to take forever and, or a very long time anyway. And I think, uh, Tammy, as far as, um, what you were saying about being the only ones not acknowledged, I think casting directors would also give you a run yeah, for their, run for true. your money on that complaint because they even created yeah. a whole uh, uh, documentary about it mm-hmm. about how it's it's just like this uh, this unacknowledged uh, you know aspect of the entertainment industry that's so vital and so important mm-hmm. uh, and oh my so God, necessary. So vital. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for bringing that to my attention because you know, again, I focus you know a lot on my industry. I right. think if you're getting credit at the end of that movie, you should be getting an Oscar nomination. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. awesome. You know why go, not? Go Oscar for catering. That's all I have to say. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the best services. food. Hey, Craft if you services. do not supply food to the actors, oh, the yeah. directors, the you know your DPs, everyone's gonna be miserable. Yeah. You Hangry. Know? Hangry let's actors. Give, <laughs> let's give credit where credit is due. Yeah. Come yes. on. Yeah. Um, Why not? That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. 
So, Tammy, we do. Uh, we have a tradition on the podcast where we end every uh, interview with the same two questions. And okay. um, the first one is, do you feel like this industry, this business, this line of work chose you or you chose it? Well, we know my story. I feel that I feel this industry chose me at a young age. I just knew it. Like watching television, you know, I remember watching like Charlie's Angels and I wanted to be Jacqueline Smith, you know. Um, I knew, you know, when I saw my first, you know, magazine, like I knew this is where I was going to be. Like I knew this was the industry I was meant to be in. I had a feeling that was going to be your answer based on the <laughs> yeah. fact that you got shot and... <laughs> Wanted and had to. an hallelujah moment. And yeah, yeah, an hallelujah, hallelujah moment. Yes, shoot me again, Angelina Jolie. Yeah, uh, I've always been drawn to it all my whole life. My whole life. I love that. Danger streak. <laughs> <laughs> and our second question is if you could boil down all of the wisdom and knowledge that you've attained over the years. Uh, and boiled it down into one little golden nugget of advice that we can pass on to our listeners, what would that be? Ooh, that's a good one. I think always be open to change because you never know where your path is going to lead you. Does that, does that work? You know, <laughs> yes. Learn everything. Like, lear, like one little nugget, like learn everything and just be ready because you never know when that moment's going to happen. Like for me, I thought I was going on doing my little, you know, I, I fully considered my part on Mr. and Mrs. Smith an acting part. I'm yeah. an actor. This is acting. And then by the time I leave, I'm like stunts, you know, so, <laughs> you know, be open to possibility, but be prepared for it. Brilliant. That's Don't, absolutely perfect. Never question that piece of advice yeah. ever again. You were like, "Is that is that good? Did I did I do good?" And it was so succinct. <laughs> that was yeah. brilliant, brilliant. I love it. Be yeah. open to change. Um, you have to. Tammy, uh, if people want to find out more about you, I know you've got your website. Uh, I, I saw that you're on Twitter. How do you like to sort of keep in touch with fans? If people want to have questions for you about the stunt industry that we didn't cover today. Um, how can people keep in touch and also just learn more about you? Um, well, I'm on pretty much every social media website, so you can contact me on um, my website, which is uh, TammyBaird.com. I'm on Facebook, Tammy Baird, Twitter, Tammy Baird, and Instagram, Tammy Baird. Whatever, whatever is whatever is easiest, you know. Uh, my name is spelled T-A-M-M-I-E, and then B-A-I-R-D. Um, and I love to talk to people, and I love to help out. Like, if anybody has any questions, by all means. Like, I mean, I will always give whatever advice I possibly can because, um, you know, just, you know, 10 years ago, I was confused and not sure how to find my path. So any way that I can help somebody, by all means, I am more than willing to do so. Yes. Uh, love that. Love that. I was, I was going to su suggest maybe having people send in questions and then bringing you back on to answer them all, but it sounds like you'll be getting back to them like in real time. And I, I just, I absolutely love that. I love the generosity yeah. where we, we talk a lot about being generous uh, humans on the podcast. Mm -hmm. and, and so that, that definitely goes appreciated here. Um, yeah. And uh, thank you so much for, for being on the show, for being a positive uh, spirit and for being willing to share your, your knowledge with our listeners. I know they're oh, definitely going to appreciate yeah. it. And I'm excited to, uh, I, I bet your Instagram feed is pretty <laughs> unique and exciting. So I'm excited to find you on that. <laughs> oh, by all means, I would absolutely love that. Absolutely love that. Awesome. And I had so much fun talking to you guys. You guys are fabulous. 
So, yeah, if you ever have any more questions, you know, by all means, call me. I'll definitely come back and talk with you guys. You, it's been a pleasure. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back. So cool to have um, uh, an actress, a model, and a stunt person, and somebody who's just down to earth and, frankly, kind of in love with life uh, on the on the show. I really enjoyed part one last week, and I haven't had a chance to listen to part two yet, but I'm really excited to dig in. So you all have heard the interview, and I haven't yet. So I'm jealous right now, but I won't be by the time you hear this. That makes any sense at all. <laughs> What's your pick of the week, Brad? I'm just letting I'm just letting you go. I know you are, and it's it's, it's difficult to. It's fun. <laughs> it's really fun. I just I'm like, oh, Trev, just dig in that hole, baby. Just dig in I that know. hole. I know. Um, well, I'm totally jealous of your pick of the week because I saw it this week, and I I didn't. It's like it's like the kind of thing where you wouldn't even think to make that a pick. So I'll just uh, I'll just quickly get through mine so that we can talk more about yours and make everyone hungry. Um, my pick of the week, I, I signed up for my HBO Now subscription. Uh, it, right now they're doing a 30-day free trial, and, you know, it's, it's HBO. I mean, it, and, and also a, when, they, when, when the president of HBO got up on stage at the uh, Apple event and announced that they were doing this, I was like, okay, that's it. Like, cable is... The, you know we're we're we are we have been for a while and are continuing to witness the death of cable like it is going bye bye because now you can have uh, you know one of the premium channels uh, HBO and you and you know that the rest of them will follow suit because they have to in order to keep up yeah um so yeah it's it's fantastic the app is actually really well well written well well done well put together. <laughs> And you know it's 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 not porn. It's HBO. <laughs> Excuse me. I was going to ask you uh, favorite show, favorite HBO show. I don't know if I have a favorite show so much as a favorite. Like I, I really like their specials. You know, they'll do like a, a feature film or a documentary or something. In other words, like something will be you know HBO specific. Uh, like Normal Heart or, you know, something like that. Like, I really love that they have that kind of pull, so to speak. Yeah. Um, that's that's sort of what's amazing about their, you know, content. Awesome. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking about signing up for that 30-day free trial as well. I don't have uh, an Apple TV hooked up to our main TV currently. And I know that's probably a, a big part of it, you know, having it on your TV. But, you know... Getting it for the computer, the phone, the tablet, great thing to have. And what is it, 15, 10 bucks a month, 15 bucks a month? It's like 15 a month. And and it is, you know, you bring up a good point. I, I, I do have to mention that it is um, Apple exclusive. You you have to have an Apple device in order to to use HBO now, at least right now. And is that just for now or is that, uh, it doesn't make any sense that they would just limit it to Apple stuff. Like, I'm currently you know, shrugging. Okay. I have no idea, but I mean, it was a huge. I mean, talk about a huge win for Apple, like to yeah. to, to to score that. I, I can't imagine HBO crazy. would. I can't imagine that they would be like, yeah, we're Apple only for the next five years. I mean, they, they'd just be closing out a huge chunk of their customer base. But I imagine. Yeah. But I do. I I can see them signing a sort of limited exclusivity deal with Apple, 
to kind of get off their get off the ground. Yeah. Well, the, but the the thing is, is it, the that Apple's you know um, products are so popular and ubiquitous. It it also makes sense to do it that way. You know what I mean? Like it it's um it's not like um it's certainly not a stupid move. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you know, like yeah. anyway. What's, you, you, let's please, I want to talk cool. about your pick of the week because yeah, I so, actually am hungry. Yeah, my pick of the week is uh, Chipotle's guacamole recipe. Earlier this week, Chipotle basically went public with their guacamole recipe, and it's ridiculously easy and ridiculously good. I'm a huge guacamole fan. The difficult thing on this Body Beast Nutrition Plan is that, um, you know, chips, you know, the vehicle for the guacamole. Um, there aren't many things I can eat and stay within the guidelines of the plan um, to get the guacamole into my body, unless it's like my fingers, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, or like carrots, or like, you know, a protein bar of some kind. Or maybe I put the guac in a smoothie, like, <laughs> but, but uh, you know, I, when I get back to normal living at some point, um, it's going to be great. So yeah, the guacamole recipe from Chipotle is uh, linked on our website. Check it out. I'm going to start a charity called Support a, uh, Trevor in Getting Guacamole into His, <laughs> into his Mouth. Into I, his I, I, will, I will say this, though, because some people might be listening to me and like, oh, man, like that's why I could never do that because you have to be so strict and blah, blah, blah. Don't you want to live your life? And yes, I do, but I, I'll say, man, I feel great. I feel better than I have in a long time, and I don't actually struggle all that much with things like, oh, I can't have those chips because I'm so well fed on this plan that the cravings um, aren't really an issue for me. So awesome. uh, I do want to kind of put that out there so nobody thinks I'm like some extremist. I'm just a normal dude who is sticking to something and finding it actually easier than he thought it would be. So if I can do yeah. it, so can you. <laughs> All right. Ding. We have a, uh, a a great listener pick from Grace Gordon, who's a longtime supporter of the podcast. And it's a book called Station Eleven by Emily St. John Mandel, or Mandel. Mandel, probably, right? Uh, and, I don't know. Uh, a sort of like super brief synopsis of it is an audacious, darkly glittering novel set in the eerie days of civilization's collapse. Uh, it tells the spellbinding story of a Hollywood star, his would-be savior, and a nomadic group of actors roaming the scattered outposts of the Great Lakes region, risking everything for art and humanity. So kind of like Hollywood, but in <laughs> Michigan. So yeah, she, uh, she clued in big time to the conversation we had what was it last episode where we were talking about how i just love apocalyptic stuff yeah you know, she, yeah totally she was like she was like it's about it's about acting and also apocalypse stuff <laughs> <laughs> in her email to us and uh really appreciate it grace you're you're that's uh that's some attentive listening there <laughs> yeah seriously so thank you for that awesome recommendation grace i know i'm definitely going to check it out reading is like my favorite thing in the world to do so uh, looking forward to checking that out. So just to recap real quickly, that's HBO Now, the 30-day free trial uh, from AJ, Chipotle's guacamole recipe from me, and Station Eleven by Emily St. John Mandel from longtime listener Grace Gordon. That's a pretty sick lineup right there. That is a sick lineup. So we got a great member win of the week this week from Una Love. 
many of our longtime listeners know Yunev because she's just listened to us for so long and uh, been a great supporter. But uh, she posted in the uh, wins section of the membership site that she booked her first commercial. Nice. And uh, she did it by setting this ambitious ambitious goal to meet 10 new casting directors through uh, CD workshops in London, which is where she lives. Um, And she ended up getting a few auditions out of it, one callback, and friggin' booked the thing. So anyway, huge uh, congratulations to Unilove. You are our member win of the week, also known as WOW win of the week. Wow. And I want to point out that she booked this commercial through casting director workshops, which is something that we've talked about time and time again in the podcast, a contentious subject. I know I've kind of swayed from one side to the other, um, but here's here's a good kind of tick in the pro casting director workshop column. Yeah. Yeah. So well done, you know, way, way to um, invest in your career, get out there, meet people, build relationships, make it happen. Congratulations. Indeed. So today's episode of Inside Acting was produced and co-hosted by me, Trevor Algott, and you, AJ, AJ Meyer. Jen Levin is our production coordinator. Gadali Gubarek is our marketing and web director. Jasmine Bristow is our director of public relations. And Deborah Smith is our community manager. Trevor Algott composed our theme music. You can sign up for our weekly email dispatch and listen to all of our recent episodes at our website, insideacting.net. You can also find us on iTunes and, uh, you know, sign up for the membership on our website. Absolutely. Huge thank you to our sponsors, Rehearsal2 and VO2Gogo.com. And a huge thanks to you, our listeners. If you love Inside Acting and you want to help keep the show going, it's easy. Sign up as a monthly member and get cool perks like access to the exclusive membership site, Freebies, like access to AJ's Digital Actor Workshop, which just happened and I know will be happening again soon. And discounts. Get discounts on merchandise and other cool stuff. We've got t-shirts, we've got mini courses, we've got all sorts of fun stuff coming up. So just visit InsideActing.net and click on the membership tab on the top right-hand corner of the screen. Well, I guess that's it for episode 192 of Inside Acting. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. And in the meantime, please, will you feed a hungry Trevor some guacamole? With your hands. With your hands. No chips, all right? Something healthy. Get, get, your, get your hands in there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God.